Hello and thanks everybody for being part of this audio. Thank you for your time and listening. So today we have a, a special guest. Uh, his name is Luis Becerra. And uh, thank you for your time on this uh, series. Thank you for your availability and, and trying to just share your knowledge to everybody. And uh, no, I, I'm pretty excited to kind of hear from you, Luis. No, thank you. Thank you, Carlos. First of all, for uh, the invitation. It's my pleasure to be here with you. And uh, congratulations on your, you know, your, uh, uh, your idea on bringing this knowledge to everybody else. That's nice, you know. That's, uh, this is something that we see in the passive house where it's like sharing knowledge. And uh, congratulations on that. That's for sure. <laughs> no, thank you for that. And uh, I think before I start my, with my first question, I, I, I was wondering, How, how well I did on my on my exam? Perfect, man. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All, I'm just kidding. It's not about me. It's just uh, <laughs> because I like to say we're all we're all uh, like some point foreigners, right? I'm Brazilian. You're a Mexican, so it's like a Latin stuff now. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I think in my intro I put something about uh, about my certification that is still in progress, and I was saying like, well. Um, the Germany institution has like a, a, a little bit of a time length in order to kind of just get results, but uh, but okay, let's try to let's try to wait and, and see how how well I did. But only the time will say. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, maybe that that will be my my first question and see how how that goes. So, <laughs> but no, no, I'm I'm just kidding. So, for uh, yeah, we get into specifics. I have some information about uh, about who Luis Becerra is. It's my understanding that you are based uh, in Vancouver area, right? Yeah, now I'm based here in Victoria, BC, where the Passive House Canada headquarters is. So I'm here sounds, in the Victoria, BC. Sounds good. So I know that you are a certified Passive House designer and a civil engineer with over nine years of experience. In addition, you have an MBA in building management and construction technology. Can you give me a little bit more about your education background in order that uh, everybody can be on the same page on this? Yeah, that's correct. My background is civil engineering. I graduated in 2009 uh, at uh, University of Rio North, the state where I'm from, Brazil. I did my master's, uh, uh, my MBA. At, as soon as I finished um, my university. Um, after that, I also did another MBA on uh, um, company management and renewable energy in Germany. So that was when I actually got to know a little bit about passive house standards. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, okay, well, you, you are pretty knowledgeable about uh, the whole topic. So that's, uh, that's something pretty interesting. And I can remember when I was uh, through the process of uh, these uh, amazing courses that you, your association is, is, is doing at the 120 A, B and C, right? So, and I can remember at some point, you, you were at that point the, the coordinator of, of the whole course. And uh, it was uh, some mentioning about that you were the, the project manager for the first certified passive house in Latin America that is actually located in your hometown in Brazil, right? So can you, can you give me a little bit of uh, your experience just going through it and uh, once finalized, what was your um, impression about it? Yeah, um, so um, after I did my uh, MBA in Germany, 
uh, I was invited by um, a company called AgroScience to take some courses at PHI in Darmstadt. So I went to Germany a couple of times, did my, the same course that you did it, the, cert, the pathway certification, I did it in Germany. And um, once I passed the exam, it was pretty much the same timing. This company actually had a partnership with another company in Brazil. They are both research institutions and I was invited to be the project manager of the first passive house in Latin America. They have one passive house in Chile, but uh, they did not achieve the air tightness uh, result. So that's more of a energy efficiency house. So our house is actually the first one certified. And um, for that project, it was uh, pretty interesting because in Brazil, no one had any kind of knowledge in passive house. So I was, I was working with the uh, architect in Brazil, passing information to Germany, working with my certifier, which was Camille. So it was a big challenge. And besides that, for us to decide what material to use, it took a long time because we didn't have anything certified by PHI in Brazil and uh, we could not use any of our materials because we don't have any kind of studies on how they would rely on the passive house. So we had to import all the materials from Germany. So if you think in an embodied carbon perspective, that was not a good project, but if you think about the PHI perspective was very good, about the passive house standards, it was very good because we could actually test and build one passive house out of the, out of the blue in a city called Natal and uh, where we don't have any kind of a building specification. So it meant a lot of work. I have to teach a lot of people, trades, architects, engineers, but it was a lot of fun though, even though it took a little bit longer because we had to import like two containers, but it was pretty fun. I cannot lie to you, it was fun and it was very nice to be the, the manager of it and actually understand everything that actually that comes from the theory, actually it's applied on the same way. So it's it was a fun thing to do. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think uh, you already burned the, my, my next question because uh, another of the question was like, what, what was the, the biggest challenge, right? And uh, I understand that uh, at this point in time, everybody's trying to kind of just keep up to speed about the, the actual principles around six, uh, five or six. But again, every principle just contain a lot of, of, of elements, right? But, uh, but if we think like, okay, it's only five principles trying to kind of just reach them as better as you knowledge. And again, you have to kind of be uh, supported with the actual team again with uh, this list of materials that uh, will come all together in order to kind of just provide the performance that you are, you're, you're, you want to have, right? So if, if we touch base uh, specifically on the challenges, you can say, It was a little bit of a learning curve, I think, for all the parties, right? And also the selection of materials, right? So um, what about the, the, the testing, of the, the blow door testing? So do you have like the equipment or do you have to kind of just bring an, an, uh, a specialist from somewhere? That's a nice question, Carlos, that you bring right here. Because the fun thing was uh, just uh, if I'm not sure what I said before, but I just want to make sure that uh, I just gave the correct information is the first house in South America because the first one in Latin America was in Mexico. So yeah. oh. 
So there's a Bangalore in Mexico was the first one. Um, so for the challenges, God, yeah. So I mentioned already the materials. I mentioned, you know, architects and engineers. I mentioned the tradespeople. So it was a big challenge. So as you said, it it's uh, we apply for the five principles. Everything makes you know perfectly sense when you're actually putting together as a puzzle. But after that, how, how what about testing, right? In Brazil, there's nothing. No one has no idea about Glorador tests. What is that? Um, what I had to do was I was I went back to Germany and we did a we did a course on air tightness. So I'm a certified air tightness person in Germany not in Canada, but uh, yeah, we had to rent the equipment. Um, it was me and uh, the German uh, manager as well. We were two managers. I was the Brazilian side. He was the German side. Uh, his name is Thorsten Politz. He's the director of agroscience. And uh, yeah, we did it, both of us. Uh, and another person who was there with us to do the air tightness test. So we had to do a few times. Because as the building is very small, you know, we had we had to test a couple of times to make sure everything was ready so we could actually send the results to PHI and we got the house approved. But yes, we, we even had to go through this uh, process as well. And it was tough because we had to rent equipment, take some exams and tests and everything. But at the end, everything worked out perfectly. So... And when I believe like all the submission, like the, all the paperwork was uh, provided to, to um, the certifier, how long it, it took you like in order to have, well, for all the team to have the, the actual certification? Yeah. So um, on that, on that note, it's, it's important to say, Carlos, it's uh, once you're, um, because you're certified doesn't have to be on side with you. Right. So, but you have to, make sure he knows that you're using the correct uh, materials, that you're actually applying the thickness of insulation. So it's a, it's a bunch of documents that you have to send it. I mean, like pictures, videos, whatever you can send it to him to back him up. So once they send the, all the documentation, as I was doing with PHI directly, so it was easy for me. I was actually in contact with my certifier all the time. She was always asking me for pictures, videos, if this was done properly or that. So let's say your tightness, the air tightness layer, if it was actually done correctly, I mean, like once you're putting the tapes of the windows for our air tightness layer, we use plaster, but we had to make sure that uh, from the windows down to the plaster, it was everything overlapped. So you don't have any kind of gaps, but it was pretty, it was pretty interesting for me as well, because I had to keep on, keep checking everything that I had to do so I could actually send it to them. But Once you're going for the certification, if you're actually the, the construction manager, you have a list of documents that you have to send and pictures and videos and materials. Um, so that's the important thing. You have to make sure that you're actually following the whole process that you actually uh, signed up for once you did the PHPP calculation. And the other, uh, just one, one note on that, uh, the other uh, thing was pretty nice because we were actually working on the first project on a hot and humid climate with no cooling, uh, um, natural cooling, right? So for us, we had to use this project. It's also a test. It was also a test for PHI because there is the first, if you go around the equator line, it's the first project in the equator line. So we were actually testing as well. 
And uh, the good result was um, if you go to any houses in Brazil, for instance, the house that we built is 60 square meters, uh, if I'm not wrong. And we only used a 9,000 BTUs AC for the whole house. But you might think that's a lot. But in Brazil, you use that for a 10 square meter room. So, I mean, like we actually reduced a lot for the... The, uh, the electricity consumption for cooling because we don't need any heating, right? And also we had to use, we had to use the AC running on the dry mode because of the, the humidity. So that was also another challenge. So we don't have, we, we didn't have any, any problems with, uh, with the humidity inside of the building. Okay, well, I, I believe that that was a really good experience and uh, something else to kind of put in your luggage of experience as well, right? So, uh, no, that's great. So, when you were in Brazil, I'm assuming you, you were like uh, full time over there or wh how was the transition uh, for you to get inside of the Association of Passive House Canada? You, you were already there as a Passive House Canada uh, in the association or how, how that worked? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's a really nice story, though, uh, on that as well. Um, it, it seems like my life is full of uh, uh, different stories, but actually it, it comes down to a thing that it actually works out in the end, and I'm very thankful for that. So I was not I was not even thinking about coming to Canada in the beginning because I was working on that project per se and I had my own company back in Brazil. I was actually planning to go to Germany and uh, for the the project because I wanted I wanted to make I actually wanted to make passive house standard uh, heard in Brazil and uh, I I try to train a lot of people I train a lot of people engineers architects firms. But the problem is, um, in Brazil, for now, we don't have the, the, the capacity, the financial capacity to invest in that because we have, let's say, uh, other priorities as uh, education, health, security. So it's, that was the big problem, that the biggest problem I faced in my country. And going to Germany seems like the right thing to do, as I was, uh, was already working with um, Uh, PHI, and I, I knew I had a lot of contacts there. This uh, this uh, friend of mine that actually um, was the German project manager invited me to go there and work with him. But uh, I, came, I came back home, talked to my wife, said, "No way, Germany, no, it's off the table." And uh, we always we always had the dream to live in a different country, and uh, I always wanted to come either to Germany or to Canada. So Canada was actually my second option, but Germany was more of a, let's say, a working experience stuff. And Canada was more like a living experience for my kids. And uh, kind of started my process of immigrating, right? There's the, the experience entry immigration process. And then I started doing that. I didn't even have any contact with PHC. And then all of a sudden I kind of a saw on LinkedIn, I guess, or it was uh, uh, on Indeed. And uh, there was an opening, uh, a spot in Passive House Canada. But it was for the director of education. And I did have an, I, I was a teacher back in the days. I taught English for seven years when I came back from my uh, high school year. And uh, I applied for that position. You know, I said, okay, just try it. Who knows, right? And then I, I kind of, I was talking to the former CEO, Rob Bernhardt, 
and the former uh, uh, director of operations, Mark Tremblay, back in the days. And they knew that was not for me. But anyways, we had some meetings. We spoke about it. And then they were actually applying for funding for a technical consultant. And uh, I, we're, we were just talking and talking a little bit and uh, back and forth. And then the position opened for the technical consultant in Passive House Canada. And uh, uh, I showed, uh, I sent my CV, we did some interviews, some presentations that I did it. And then I, I was hired in a way, but I was a contractor. So I started working hourly from Brazil. I had my, as I mentioned before, I had my own company. I was working hourly. And then uh, I, my process of immigration actually went through. And I just came, I just got it into uh, Passive House Canada as a technical consultant full-time. And then COVID hit. And COVID came, everything slowed down. And uh, the, whole, the whole team had to go, have to go to some uh, restructure. And uh, I end up as the education team leader. So from the technical consultant, as I, I had some experience on education, I kind of took that task myself. And uh, we had to change from in-person to online. And we kind of uh, managed thanks to all the staff and all the instructors. You know, I mean, like the structure played a big role on making Passive House change so quickly from the, uh, 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 from the in, in-person kind of education process to an online educational process. So that's my story. And um, I, was ex- I, was, I was expected to be in Victoria in April, but I got here two months ago. So that was the delay from, from COVID. But all good. Now we're here sitting beautiful Victoria, kind of a cloudy day, but amazing. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's a, a, a pretty amazing story because, well, knowing that uh, I'm, I'm an immigrant as well, right? I, I understand a little bit the, the process about uh, coming from another country. It's not easy, but again, right, for people that want to make it work, oh man, nothing is impossible, right? So, uh, of course, like trying to kind of just uh, be the pioneers in order to uh, change mentalities and trying to kind of just pursue better way to do constructions, right? So, no, that's great. That's uh, that's uh, totally amazing. So, uh, my next question is more related with the association and is more like uh, some doubts that I have. At some point, I was looking for Passive House Canada, and I was noti- I was noticing that uh, there are some other I don't know if are levels or areas. Uh, one is a Passive House Institute and the other one is Passive House Association. Maybe, I don't know, I, I don't have them pretty straight in my mind, but uh, can you give me a little bit of an understanding about uh, the association and the institution situation in order to kind of just, I can understand better what uh, what those areas are? Yeah, um, what, I can, what I can tell you is, Carlos, as a... Uh, Passive House Institute, let's say they are the, of course, I don't like to say the creators, right? Because um, we had a house in uh, Saskatoon, which is actually the pioneer of Passive House. So it's pretty much Canadian. Fortunately, we didn't have the, we didn't have the, let's say, we didn't have the investment to actually develop that project. But yeah, Passive House Institute, they were the developers of Passive House Standard. Okay, they had 
Of course, they had uh, a lot of help from uh, Sweden guy as well and uh, from the Canadians as well. But let's say they are the uh, hosts or the owners of the passive houses standard. And uh, what they do have, what they do is they have affiliates all around the world. Passive House Canada is is uh, uh, the Canadian affiliate from Passive House Institute. Of course, any uh, any other association can teach about Passive House standards. I mean, like you have great professionals here in Canada. You have uh, other associations who also teach about Passive House standards here. But uh, yes, Passive House Canada is the uh, IFA member. It's the International Passive House uh, Affiliates member in Canada. Okay. So, but the relation is, as you know, this is an open source uh, uh, kind of standard. So anyone, I mean, like you have, I don't know how many certifiers here in Canada, but there are a few in the back of my mind that uh, they're here and they can teach about Passive House. But what I what I can say is that Passive House Canada is a non-profit association that uh, our main goal is to train, advocate, and make the you know the the Passive House standard building uh, heard and in and improved in a way that we can actually make this as a goal. It was a pretty interesting thing. Chris Ballard, our CEO, was asking. Our what? Where do we see Passive House Canada or Passive House Standard going? And my answer to him was, I would love to see this as a national uh, a standard, you know, as a national stack code, because it's not only about improving our buildings, right? But it's about giving people a better home. I mean, like because at the end of the day, that's where you go, right? At, at, that's where you want to be. It's your home. And uh, the level, the, the comfort level that Passive House standards bring, that's the best you can have nowadays in the world, right? I don't know about the next years, you know, it's, everything's always improving, right? But what we have now with the Passive House standard is what we can have as the leading standard on construction. And that that's, that's the reason why I like to say that I work as much as I can in a way that I can bring this as a reality, for everyone else, this is this should be affordable for everyone around the globe. You know, better home, air quality, temperature. You know, it's that that that's the basic that we need to, to make sure that it's not about uh, improving just for improvements, just to reduce electricity, just to reduce this and that. It's not. It's it's more about it's more than that. It's about comfort. It's about everyone having the proper home they deserve. So that's a, that's the reason why nowadays I'm really working way higher because it's I just want to see this you know on the top of it so everybody can have a proper home. How do you like it so far? Thank you for being with us. If you want to know about the following part, just keep in touch and follow us for the next part of this episode. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast, either good or bad. Remember, Mexican have thicker skin, you will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable and would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also, If you like what you get from this audio, 
I would recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.